Peter writes, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks, as one who speaks the words of God. Whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. May the grace, mercy, and peace that God freely gives enable and equip us to use the gifts and talents that God has given us in relationship to our Master. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, In Jesus' parable today, he's teaching about that joyous anticipation for Judgment Day that we have as good and faithful servants. As we wait for that day, God puts us in charge of his property. Everything that we have is his. And he puts all of it in our hands with an expectation. He expects us to use it, to invest it, to get a return on the talents that he has so graciously placed in our hands. You know, many people in the world today, within Christianity and outside of Christianity, think that Christianity is just about doing the right things, or that Christianity is just a, a set of morals that we have to follow. But the truth is, Christianity is not a set of rules or morals. Christianity, when you get down to it, really is all about knowing our master. And that's what our parable is all about today. Did you notice the difference between the first two servants and the third one? The first two had a completely different view of their master than the third. The third one thought the master to be a hard man, reaping where he did not sow, gathering where he scattered no seed, and so someone then to be very afraid of. But can you hear his misconception? Instead of a God who gives, he believes in a God who demands, who takes. So the tragedy here in this parable is not the failure to serve. It's the failure to truly know your Savior. Because a servant did not know his master, he died in his own lie. And while that was the third servant's opinion of the master, we know that that's not true. In fact, it seems by his actions that the master is really quite the opposite. He freely gives to his servants a large sum of money. The master is all about giving. So Jesus teaches in his parable that the good and faithful servants knew something that was truly life-changing. They had the rightful knowledge of their master. And it changed how they responded to him, and it changed how they waited for him to return. Because again, you look at the beginning of the parable, and Jesus shows us a master who is both personal and generous. The master is personal in how he gives to his servants. He calls each servant in and speaks to each one individually. And in addition, the master knows each servant's ability, and he gives to each according to his ability. And not only is the master personal in how he gives, he's also personal in what he gives. Notice the master gives them of his property. The gift is gracious and generous. Years of wages here are offered in an amazing act of grace and trust. And so the parable opens with a generous, personal, gracious master who calls, knows, equips, and commissions his servants. 
This is the God that Jesus came to reveal in the midst of a world that is full of all kinds of different misconceptions about God. God is the one who created you, who made you who you are, made you the way you are. He is the one who forgives you, who claims you in Christ, and who makes you a member of his kingdom. He's the one who provides you with the gifts of his own spirit. He's the one who commissions you to serve where you can be productive. And when Christ returns, he will reward you for doing exactly what he has created, equipped, and commissioned you to do. God has, uh, God has this overflowing generosity. And, it, and it's personal. And it's very powerful in our lives. He will not abandon the lost or break the broken. Rather, he invites all people to come to know the wisdom of his love, mercy, and grace. And brothers and sisters in Christ, the same is true for you and me. Knowing our master, knowing our Lord and Savior makes a difference. And it's reflected in how we live our lives right now. You see, if you live in fear of punishment, that says something about what you believe about God. If you live thinking you have to earn his love, then you really don't know your master. If you think you can selfishly take advantage of his love and forgiveness and go about sinning as much as you want, then that speaks volumes. Our right knowledge of our Lord and Master Jesus leads us to live in joy and in confidence as children of God. Knowing your Father in heaven and your Savior and what he is truly like it makes all the difference in the world. So what do we know about our Heavenly Father? Well, again, we know that everything that we have is from him because he's the creator of all things. And he not only has given us all that we have, he also gives us the amazing gift of his own Son. And he doesn't turn away from us because of our sin and our wretchedness, but he continues to come to us. He continues to give to us. And so Jesus came and gave his life for yours on the cross. Jesus took all the wrath, all the distress, all the ruin and devastation, the darkness and gloom, the anguish and the weeping, the gnashing of the teeth that we heard about in Zephaniah. He took all that that should be ours Instead, he gives us new and eternal life. He gives us new and eternal life to live, not in fear, but in confidence and joy in him and in all that he has done for us. You know, and if that wasn't enough, then he gives even more. He gives us his spirit. And with his spirit comes the gift of faith, the forgiveness of sins, the promise of resurrection, and a life everlasting. And so now, as his children, as his church, we are free to live and use and enjoy all the gifts our Lord has given us in the places where he puts us. Not selfishly, or as if there were no God, or as if there was some trick to it because God is hard and demanding. No, we care and give and love and serve, giving just as we have been so graciously given to do. And knowing that you cannot possibly outgive, outlove, out or outserve our Heavenly Father, we can confidently and joyfully give, love, and serve. 
And living in such faith and joy now, we are like those first two servants who are joyful when the master returns, knowing that as his children, living by faith, he is pleased with us. And so starting from that perspective, that understanding and faith of who God is and what he's done and and given us, it puts Jesus right at the center of our lives and it affects the way in which we live. It puts things into the right perspective, both our promised eternal life and our lives here and now. So we don't need to be in fear or or live in captivity to sin. For Christ, in Christ, we are set free from sin, to live in his image. So you see, knowing our master really does make all the difference. And it makes all the difference for those that we serve too. Because you know what? Your neighbor needs you. Your children, your spouse, your, your parents, your classmates, your co-workers, your friends. Because how you live, it tells the world what you know and believe about your Heavenly Father and what He's like. And so as your Father gives to you, you be like Him and give too. Showing others, giving others His love, His grace, and forgiveness. Not because you have to, but because that's who you are. That's who you are as children of God. We know the Master. We know Jesus. We know the joy of His forgiveness, the joy of His love, the joy of His freedom. The joy that we enter into with Jesus as our Savior. And it comes to us still, even right here and right now, as we gather together in worship. As we come up to the altar and, and, and our Savior comes to us in his supper. And as Jesus comes to you in that same body and blood that will come again on that last day. Coming now still to give, to give you himself. To give you the forgiveness and life and faith that you need. To nourish and strengthen you for every moment of every day. And he comes to us in his word with his, his promises and his presence. And so, strengthened and nurtured through word and sacrament, we are equipped to go out and joyfully proclaim the goodness, the grace, and mercy of our Master until our waiting is over and He does come once and for all on the last day. And then we will enter into His kingdom. Not because of how much you did, but because of what you did in faith. Because of that, you too will hear these wonderful and amazing words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Amen.